Eastern Orthodox Mural of Jesus and the Rich Man. As Jesus started on his way, a man ran up to him and fell on his knees before him. Good teacher, he asked, what must I do to inherit eternal life? Why do you call me good? Jesus answered. No one is good, except God alone. You know the commandments, you shall not murder, you shall not commit adultery, you shall not steal, you shall not give false testimony, you shall not defraud, honor your father and mother. Teacher, he declared, all these I have kept since I was a boy. Jesus looked at him and loved him. One thing you lack, he said. Go, sell everything you have and give to the poor, and you will have treasure in heaven. Then come, follow me. At this the man's face fell. He went away sad because he had great wealth. New International Version. We are all addicts. We all have our own sin addictions which keep us stuck in guilt and shame. We may not all struggle with the same sin. Yet we all have some besetting sins that we must be weaned off of. The most pervasive addiction found in Holy Scripture is neither substance abuse nor alcohol, it is the addiction to wealth and money. Maybe your initial response was of someone else, besides yourself, I don't have as much money as underscore or, so-and-so has a real problem with that. Those statements are what we call, in terms of addiction, denial. In truth, all of us are in some sort of denial about how much we really trust in paychecks, bank accounts, investments, and owning material stuff. I'm no exception. I own more books than I'll be able to read in a lifetime, and yet, I tend to believe I don't have enough of them. Even the poor can have an addiction wealth and money by thinking about it and wishing for it to an unhealthy degree, as if wealth is the thing that will ultimately make them happy. People in denial rarely have any idea how much they are hurting others, themselves, and God. In fact, the consistent witness of the early church fathers is that the sheer accumulation of stuff is the same as stealing from the poor. Because of denial, people need an intervention. They need to be jolted back to their senses. Intervention is a gift. Someone cares enough about the person to intervene. Yet, interventions don't always work. The person can choose to walk away and refuse to change. Jesus did a gracious intervention with a rich young man. The man was addicted to wealth and money, but he didn't see it. In fact, he thought he was quite godly and spiritual. It's a sad story because the man walks away untransformed by his encounter with Jesus and did not accept the gracious invitation to follow the Lord. Chinese Depiction of Jesus and the Rich Man, 1879 The man simply did not see himself as hopeless and desperately needing to change. He held to his denial. The man approached Jesus with a question, What must I do to inherit eternal life? Whereas I would probably get all excited about being asked a question like this and launch into some long-winded gospel answer, Jesus immediately picked up on the attitude and the need behind the question. What must I do to get? It's almost as if the man wants to acquire eternal life like he would acquire wealth. I am a successful businessman with plenty of money, and a respected citizen with lots of wealth, now I want to be a success with God, as well. The question may have been sincere, yet it was misguided. Eternal life is not spiritual real estate for an upwardly mobile person to acquire and possess. The man seems to believe he can purchase eternal life, as if everyone has their price, even God. After all, he may have been reasoning, I have gotten everything else in life, so why not obtain eternal life? Jesus questioned the question. He went after the underlying assumption of doing something good to obtain eternal life. The fact of the matter is that the man cannot do anything. He can't because only God is good. Jesus points him to God by changing the action from getting to entering. And he changed the language from a market acquisition to entering into a journey. Jesus was inviting the man to walk with him. Eternal life is a journey of faith in the God who is good, 
and not a transaction to get it. And, we too, must be careful not to treat eternal life as if it were a transaction, as if we must get a person to sign on the dotted line through a sinner's prayer or some other formula that will seal the deal for eternal life. Instead, eternal life is a walk of obedience with God and His commands. Jesus responded to the rich man with the Ten Commandments, specifically the ones which focus on human relationships. Jesus wanted him to realize that the path into the kingdom of God and eternal life goes through and not around how we treat our fellow human beings. Christ and the Rich Young Ruler by Heinrich Hoffmann, 1889 The Lord sought to expose the impossibility of continuing in life on the rich man's terms. The guy just could not imagine what he might be lacking. So, Jesus helped him out. Christ gave him some major interventional language. Sell. Give. Follow. Sell everything. Give to the poor. Come, follow me. One cannot simply add Jesus to their life, like adding a new car or a new fishing rod. Rather, one's heart must change in order to accommodate real, genuine eternal life. Jesus offered the rich man someone to be, rather than something to get. It's one thing to give from what you have, it's another thing to surrender your life and all you have. In the New Testament Gospels, there are no easy conversations with Jesus. He gets personal in every encounter and gets under everybody's skin. Christ doesn't settle with superficial small talk when there are people whose hearts are little more than idle factories. Jesus never leaves us alone, because there is always the invitation to come, follow me. Christ exposed the wealthy man's divided loyalties, he was trying to serve both God and money. But he would have to choose between the two. And that is our choice, as well. The question for us is not, am I completely devoted to money? Instead, the question from our gospel story today is, am I trying to serve God while maintaining a moonlighting job with the world? God wants from us an undivided heart, the Lord desires absolute allegiance. Jesus is looking for those who are poor in spirit, who recognize their great need for God, instead of believing that they are okay and just need to add a little Jesus to their lives. God is looking for spiritual beggars who understand their desperate situation and don't practice denial by sugar-coating their actual spiritual state. Like a drunkard who won't give up his vodka, like a sex addict who won't give up strip clubs or emotional affairs, or like a workaholic who just can't come home, the rich man would not give up his disordered love for money and possessions. So, Jesus did an intervention. The Lord Jesus didn't ask everybody to do exactly as he called the rich man to do. He didn't ask the very wealthy Zacchaeus to do it, and he didn't tell Peter to sell his fishing business. But Jesus does tell us to do something which seems impossible. Yet, where the impossible exists, so exists grace. Blessed Lord, You have taught us that all our doings without loving generosity are worth nothing. Send Your Holy Spirit and pour into our hearts Your gift of love, the true bond of peace and of all virtues, without which whoever lives is counted dead before You. Grant this for the sake of Your only Son Jesus Christ, who lives and reigns with You, in the unity of the Holy Spirit, one God, now and forever. Amen.